Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, August the 22nd, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are going to talk about what we would tell our younger selves. Hopefully some good advice uh, all of you can relate to, or if you have a younger sibling, maybe some kids, you can pass along this life advice from two people who made more than a handful of mistakes along the way. And if I could travel back in time, this is the knowledge I would drop on my own self to set me up for hopefully not so much of a train wreck uh, of an upbringing. But before I jump into the episode today, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know it's the one thing I take every single day. The site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. If you want to check it out, you can get a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you're taking 14 different pills a day, you can throw those in the trash and just take a scoop of Athletic Greens. It will cover all the micronutrient needs you guys have. It's like the antioxidant equivalent of like 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, which none of us is really eating. It's just a lot to digest. And with a busy schedule, with the job, travel, kids, you're trying to exercise yourself and maybe have any free time whatsoever to get that many fresh or frozen fruits and veggies in your life daily is really tough to do. So Athletic Greens kind of covers the gaps in your nutrition. You can't eat like garbage and take it and think it will work miracles, but you can try to eat as much real food as possible and take this on top of that. It's the best tasting greens on the planet by far. A lot of you guys used to drink Rockstar Vodkas, and those things are actually disgusting and not good for you. This actually helps you and puts you on the right track. And if you're really on the fence, you've heard me talk about it, but you're not sure, hit us up. I'll have Monica send you a travel pack right to your front door. I don't care what state, country you live in. We'll get it to you. You can try it. If you dig it, then get hooked up with all the free stuff. You should be taking vitamin D anyway, and we talked Athletic Greens into giving you guys a year supply just for ordering. So how badass is that? If you want to check it out now, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for the year supply of D and the five free packs, or hit me up and we'll get you guys a sample pack for nothing. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homie Joey over at joeyshotsauce.com. Now, I can't eat hot sauce because I am soft as dough, and I'm from the Midwest, and basically the hottest thing I do is ranch or ketchup. That's how I grew up. Heather will actually put the hot sauce on, what do you do, put on eggs? Usually eggs. Anything else? Uh, last night, our friend said they use it on cottage cheese, mm-hmm. which sounds fancy too. Um, chicken, Patrick said he uses as well. Uh, they have a bunch of different kinds the one i'm looking at is a 50 50 hot sauce which looks like four out of five peppers which it's not going to work for me but heather digs it a lot of our clients who dig it everybody here on staff likes it we hooked up with him again everything in here you obviously it's keto friendly there is no sugar added into it whatsoever uh all organic ingredients which is pretty badass that's why we partner with this dude so no preservatives no sugar and no bullshit if you guys want to check it out you can use the code Jeremy25 to always get 25% off. And again, the site is Joey's, Joey's, hotsauce.com. Uh, also, 
The episode is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. You guys know this is the CBD product that I take to go to sleep. Specifically, I take the Dream product. We can get you guys a free sample if you want to check it out. 20 milligrams in CBD, melatonin's in there, theanine. Uh, I fall asleep. I stay asleep. I don't wake up feeling groggy. It's not habit forming. There's no THC in it. It won't get you high, but it does help you sleep in the most natural way it can. They also have a bunch of oils and the salves. All the stuff is great. We've had the founders on the podcast, super cool dudes. The site is beamtlc.com. If you put in the code Jeremy Scott, it gets you guys 25% off, excuse me, 20% off all products and 35% off all subscriptions. Or you can hit me up and Monica will send you a pack of the dream for free to try for a couple nights. And if you dig it, then get hooked up with the discounts always and forever. And last but not least, if you guys want a free supplement guide, hit me up. I'm happy to send it to you. Uh, and for anyone interested in checking out uh, collagen, if you've never used it as a supplement and you're looking for something, A, not only for the joint support, but hair, skin, nails, uh, right now, my homies at JLab, if you want to try it, we'll give you a, a code. It's JSF40. We'll get you 40% off the collagen, which is insane. It's damn near half price. The site is jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. Just click the collagen. You can pick it up. JSF40, 40% off is yours. I like to throw it actually in my athletic greens a lot of the time. You use it in your coffee or no? I do. Mm-hmm. And then obviously sometimes the protein shakes we use, it's just easy. It's flavorless. It doesn't do anything. You're talking all three types of the collagen here. So again, not just for the vanity reasons, but let's be real. Who doesn't? Who wants to be wrinklier and look older? And have worse <laughs> hair and skin and nails. Like nobody, right? So if it can help, why not? So if you guys want to check it out, jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. And the code is JSF40 to get you 40% off the collagen. Whew. Here we are. Are you going to put all the links in the show notes? It seems, like a, lot, it seems it? like a Heather job. Okay, well, I can do that for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to help you guys out any more than I already am. So Heather apparently is going to really beef up the show notes for you guys yeah i'll throw them in there it's fine i'm just lazy in in the terms of that in my normal life not really but i'm like i'm it's sunday i'm tired i think it's just helpful for people <sighs> now we're helping people here we <laughs> are uh yeah i'll put those in the show notes you guys can get hooked up or again always feel free to message me a lot of these things we have free guides or if you have questions on anything we do we know all these companies um we believe in what they're doing uh joey's is new obviously but the dude seems legit. He's on Instagram. Everything's organic. He doesn't put bullshit in it. It aligns with our values uh, and what we do. But if you're talking like the, the people at Beam, Athletic Greens, Jay, um, that's actually his name, Jason Hunter, uh, we know these people personally. We've worked with them for a long time and we believe in them. So we're happy to answer the questions. And if we can't answer it for some reason, we'll connect you with them directly. So um, feel free. You can always reach out. But we'll put these in the show notes and we'll be rocking and rolling. So how are you doing, Heather? I'm good. What have you been up to? Oh, just uh, trying to have fun on the weekends and... Not during the week, though? <laughs> I mean... You're one of those. Yeah, I live for the weekends. No, it's... um. You have, you make good use of every day. I sure. do, I do. Yeah, I just can't believe it's already August and summer is going by really quickly and just trying to plan some more summer weekend getaways for us and just live it up and here we are today Mm -hmm. talking about what we would tell our younger selves how do you want to go down this list here that's a lot of stuff very detailed with your notes here (laughs) this looks great 
you can go and then I can go. We can just take turns. Um, can I go off the script a little bit? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> of course. Obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I've always said this. If you want to become smarter, talk to people who are much older than you. And I don't necessarily mean they're more successful you in every lane of life, but they've done what you're going to do for the most part, or at least they've tried and they've failed and they've hopefully have learned from that. And I believe everybody, even like the worst examples, and this is why I'm going to go like get really lost here for a second. I don't like to ever criticize anybody um, or make comments on the, the internet because I don't have the full context. I think it's a terrible way to communicate a lot of times social media. It's you can't really convey emotion, feeling, and and really get into a deep conversation, you know, in 50 characters or 200 characters when you're typing something. And so when I see something in fitness that, you know, people will send me, hey, Jeremy, what do you think of, you know, this kettlebell swing? Or what do you think of this overhead press? I'm like, well, I need more context than that. I can't compare. Um, and I don't really know what the outcome is trying to be like when you when you watch people and you see it. But when you see people doing things, even if it's completely wrong, if someone sends me a fitness video and it's absolutely terrible, there's a there's a lesson in that. You know, you can send me an example of like what a perfect squat would be, and then you can send me, you know, what a terrible squat would be, but you can learn a lesson from that terrible squat of what not to do. And what I'm driving at is we can do that in fitness and you can do that in every area of your life. When you meet people, and this is like when you're 16, you think your parents are stupid. You know, they're not going to know like you're having parties and sneaking booze and having sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, newsflash, your parents do know. Like they've always known because they did the same shit you're doing is what I'm driving at. And when you talk to people who are older than you, whether it's in your career field or a different one, or, or honestly, the best example is probably your grandparents. Go hang out with them if they're still alive, if you're lucky enough to have some. I unfortunately do not. Heather still has a grandma around. But when you talk to them, they've worked a career. They've raised kids. They've lived through, you know, different shit, kind of like the stuff we're living through. And you can learn a lot from those people. And so I think we all could go back and visit ourselves, hopefully at 16, 17, 18, if you now are listening and you're 30, 40, 50, 55, 60, and say, hey, here's what I would tell myself at 17, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. The number one thing off the top of my head that I would say, and you're going to agree to this too, and it's not a super serious one, is wear sunscreen. <laughs> like, don't, I didn't think you'd say that. Like, don't be a dumbass. Like, yeah, we would, again, it's, it's probably geographical. And I don't know, I think Jeff actually had a phrase for it. Or maybe it was him or Patrick, one of them, where when you move here from the Midwest, you especially, so obviously I grew up in Minnesota, Heather grew up in Washington state. We're in Arizona now. It's sunny 300 some days a year. When I first moved here, I felt like I had to be outside every day mm -hmm. because where I grew up, you don't want to waste the very few nice, perfect, sunny days. And then you live here long enough and you figure out if I'm outside every day, I'm going to live like a leather bag <laughs> yeah. in six months and it's a bad look. But I would sit by the pool and just cook. Like I, you know, I didn't and have put a, oil on <laughs> uh, baby oil. Yes, you yeah. would. Yeah. But I would too. It's how, so bad. And but how tan would I be? Oh gosh. And I'm just kicking myself now. Where did you Don't used ever... to, we were telling a story yesterday. Where'd you used to work? Extreme tans. And would you tan yourself there? Yes. Legit. Like In how high often, school, like how often though? I would typically do it. Not a lot. 
thank goodness, but I would definitely do it every time before a dance, like a high school dance. We had to look fresh for your photos. And then in college too, we had tanning packages, like me and my roommates, and we would go every now and then, like in the winter time. But now I look back and I just, I hate myself for doing it. It's uh, it's bad. <laughs> but we didn't really know at the time. You kind of did, but like. You thought it would be okay. It wasn't, the importance of it was not shared. We didn't have the internet like we have the internet today. When I grew up, the internet was, you know, you'd play like Oregon Trail and Number Munchers and shit. And like eventually like you got dial up and AOL and those things. It just wasn't, we, I guess the point is I couldn't hop on my phone and be like, how bad is a sunburn? It just, you couldn't get the information in two seconds. And we, we did that. Even when I was in, when I was in college, I remember the one summer I, had classes all summer so I just stayed worked trained the whole time and like after the day was over I would just go lay out on our deck and man I would be like dark and I am I am like white like I am like pasty white in normal life and for you guys who all see me I need to make this clear because I get a lot of comments on Instagram when you see me and you're like Jeremy make sure you put on sunscreen yeah it's Um, not real (laughs) the tan I have is always fake it's never been real and I'm only in the sun for about probably five to ten minutes like it is not although we did go hiking Mm -hmm. um on my birthday and it was cloudy and we made the mistake of not putting on enough sunscreen I had sunscreen on my face but gosh I'm so bad about my shoulders and just if for all of you that are females that played soccer, gosh, my shoulders are just so wrecked from the years of rolling up your jersey, your uniform under um, your sports bra. And so you'd always have like a tank top on, but it's your jersey. And I would just get fried on my shoulders. Now your shoulders look like a leather jacket. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Anyway. But we we got lost. We hiked for like six miles. We got lost a little bit, (laughs) which didn't help. Uh, but my shoulders got completely just, but I felt fine until I got back in the hotel later. And I'm like, damn, my shoulders are just a smoke show. And we've been really good. I feel like ever since I moved to Arizona, I constantly wear sunscreen and I always have hats on and I don't just like bask in the sun. I'm always under an umbrella. Yeah, I don't, we don't, and now we're great. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I was a little kid, you just, you know, I never wore sunscreen. But yeah, for all, for all of you that are younger, just protect your skin and then you won't have to waste a ton of money on like Botox and all these skincare products to try and look younger again. <laughs> yes. So that would be, that's not a serious one, but that is, I think, equally as important to anything else I'm going to share today. That's my first one. Okay. Well, my first one is time will fly by. So... This is true. Spend it doing the things you love and being around those people that you love the most because, gosh, I can't believe I'm 35, almost 36, and you're just turned 38, and I'm like, where, where has the time gone? It's just, it's flown by. Well, and I would, I would build off that, and if I could go back and tell myself, like, hey, you, you get in the process where you, like, want to rush, like, these seasons, of life. Mm-hmm. Like our kid, Alec, who works for us here, he's a Sarah's girlfriend, just getting like her first real job. You know, they're after college. Yeah. yeah. 22, three, four, five in that age range. Because the phrasing in here is like, well, when I get out of college and I can get a job and it's almost like these kids are in a rush to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would tell you, dude, that's dumb. 
Don't, don't do that. And I was kind of guilty of it too, where you start to, you don't have perspective on this era and this time of your life. And I'm not going to say, you know, high school and college, and this is the best years of my life because they weren't, I wouldn't trade my life now for anything. It's just different. And I appreciate this season because I can look back on the other seasons. Like I loved, you know, parts of, even if I hated certain times of my life, I love certain parts of it. But when you're in college, it really is an awesome time. And you will complain about things that you shouldn't be complaining about. Mm -hmm. And it goes so quick. And like, you're spending time with these people, especially for me, like these guys I played with for, you know, multiple years and we live together, we practice together, we travel together every single day. Those dudes will always be my, you know, my best friends, but a lot of them I don't get to see like more than maybe once every couple of years. And it does go quickly. So you just have to appreciate all the moments. And the same thing with your family. Like I, I use grandparents as an example because they won't be around forever. None of us will be. So you really just have to, I guess, be present. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I wrote too is the second one. Just stop taking life so serious and worrying about the future, which I was so guilty of and I still am at times. But I've gotten better about not oh, always worrying the about worst, the future. The, the worst. <laughs> and, um, but just trying to stay focused on enjoying the now and being present and enjoying this year because like each year goes by so fast and just what that one year can bring to your life and whether it's challenges or you know exciting positive events that have happened and whatever it whatever it may be you've you've learned and you grow each year and it's just goes by so fast to just try every day to focus on like one day at a time and really enjoy those moments. Agree. Uh, I could build off it, but I see you have basically what I want to talk about a couple of rows down. So we're good. Um, you do the next one. I'll do the one after that. It's okay to be different from your siblings, parents, or friends. Don't feel like you have to do something or be at a specific stage in life or a milestone um, for example, if like your sister got married at a certain age or had kids at a certain age, don't feel like you have to just do the same timeline or as your friends, just really try to focus on what matters to you and what's important to you and don't get caught up in comparing. Well, and before I even jump into that, you know, hornet's nest, these timelines are fake. Mm-hmm. They're made up. And that they're now have changed quite a bit with yeah. our generation. Well, I think you're brainwashed if you feel like you have to follow that. And you weren't terrible at that. I think, and this is one of the very cases, I think women might be worse than, than guys. Because they brainwash us as young girls. Like dudes, I don't think there's a lot of, I mean, unless, Society you're, does. unless you're like uh, Andy from The Office, who like <laughs> dream, dreams about getting married. Uh, yeah. Like I don't have any friends who are like, you know what, Jeremy, I got to be married by the time I'm 30. I have not had a male friend ever say that to me. Yet I will hear female friends of ours say things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not even dating someone. How are you going to get married when you don't even have a partner? Like it's, we have these timelines like where, and you might meet the right person at the wrong time and vice versa. You might meet the right person, but you might be 37 and that's okay. Like you have to understand that just because your friend, like if they're being truthful, maybe they really love their high school sweetheart and they have the greatest marriage ever, or they're lying and they're miserable. You'll never know. But if they are really happy, that just wasn't your path. Mm -hmm. You had a different one. And I think 
a lot of people are guilty of that with, well, so-and-so has it figured out. They, they know what they want to do for a living. That's complete bullshit too, by the way. Nobody has it figured out. Nobody knows what they want to do. That's always changing and evolving. Yes, I run a business with my name on it, but you don't think there's days where I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? That's me saying that. Mm -hmm. And I love almost all the things we do, but even I question it. It's natural to question it. We all do. And I think another good point too is, for example, if you had a grandparent or um, your mom or dad, for example, might if they were a doctor and then you felt the pressure to follow in their footsteps, it's like you really at a young age need to try to figure out what will make you the, the most happy and don't feel the pressure to just do something because someone else in your family did it or is trying to have them live a part of like their own life. So that's probably the fastest way to be miserable as shit is to really do that. And I mean that with all sincerity and this is going to sound, you know, like some unicorn fairy tale stuff, but happiness is all there is you guys. That's all there ever has been. It's the process of enjoying your life every day. That's the entire game. We are sometimes I think confused like, well, it's got to be, this has got to be the, the degree I get. This has got to be the job title. I get the car, the house, the neighborhood, the, whatever the thing your thing is you're chasing. That stuff's all great, and I'm not against it, but if you're not happy doing that and you're not enjoying the process to getting and achieving all those things, all of this was worthless to impress people that honestly probably don't give a shit anyway, and that's what people get wrapped up in that. You have to really slow down and say, is this what's making me happy, and it might be you have a job that pays less money or it's not as prestigious, and you don't get to, you know have the same material things, but you're the happiest person of everyone you know, would that not be success? And I think that's what you have to ask yourself. And for some people, it might be the fancy house. It might be this different lifestyle. For somebody, it might be like our boy Ian was just here. Mm-hmm. He, this, and Ian's been on the podcast before too. The, uh, the podcast is titled like Burning Man, right? like the Burning Man Ian. He's been like a million times. He is like the most free dude I've ever met. Like he lives a different true free spirit. Yes. Where he does not work for anybody. He's a solo entrepreneur. Now, does he live in the, a, a mansion? No. Does he drive a Ferrari? No, but he's probably one of the most enlightened, happy dudes I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm driving at. If, if you know, you're not like your parents or whatever, like me and my sister couldn't be any further apart Right. in every aspect of life. You are not like your sisters in a hundred ways. You're not like your mom or your dad in a hundred ways. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like the weirdo. <laughs> Thanks. Are you not? Yeah, I guess I am. We're well, the only one who moved away. Yeah. You know, you're the only one who does a job where the pressure is as high as it is. They don't do the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they got like a hundred kids. You don't got any, you know. I don't like, have a hundred kids, but yeah. You know what I'm saying though? Like your whole, and you've traveled differently. I like, know. I'm... How you talk and act is different, you know, like it's just, you're not the same and that's okay. Is oh what I'm driving yeah. At. And it's, um, I'm glad I figured that out at a younger age that to just follow my gut and my dreams. And even though it can be hard to break away, um, you got to just figure that out for yourself. And I just constantly try to think of myself as, 
you know, a 90-year-old woman and be like looking back at my life and I don't want to have regrets. And if there's something that I want to try, I will go and do it. I just want to constantly learn experience and just try new things because if you don't, you're just, you're never going to know what truly makes you happy. And I think when people do that and they want to fit into a box that maybe, you know, their, uh, their community, their family, their friends kind of live in, it limits you if you're not the same. And I don't mean this, how do I phrase this where I'm not going to offend like a million people. It's different here than where I grew up. And what I mean is there's people here, and I think technology has aged us down, so that plays a huge part in it. But I also think your social circle and the things that you listen to, watch, and you're involved in, because there's 50-year-olds here. 50, 55, 56, they seem like they're 35 and 36 Mm -hmm. by their behaviors, the way they live their life, what they do, where if you go back to, I guess, where I grew up, sometimes I see people who are 30 living like they're 60 and 70. 100%. And I don't know what that is, but I see a lot more of it here where people, you know, maybe they're they're healthier, they're doing things, but they're doing things that like what I would always consider a younger person would do. Mm -hmm. And... If you know this type of lifestyle fits you better, you have to feel free to do that. And just because everybody in your circle is doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Which brings us to the the stop comparing yourself to everyone and everything. And we've all been guilty of it for sure. And I'm going to touch on just from an entrepreneurial standpoint. One of my good friends just moved here, uh, played with him in college. Uh, He's like a real dude at like Wells Fargo like running stuff. Like he's, he got a job right out of, he's like a thousand times smarter than me. Um, he got a real job. I call it a real job, like in corporate America, worked his way up. Like he's in charge of way more things than I'll ever be in charge of. Cause no one would trust me, um, with all these responsibilities he has. He just actually moved out here, uh, from Iowa to, uh, Arizona. And I remember when I'm younger, like he already has this job where he's probably making, you know, six figures. And I, you know, I can't figure out anything. Like I suck at everything. I have no skills and I'm making no money. And I sometimes would look at him and I'm like, man, you know, that's what I should be doing something like that. And you start to feel bad about yourself because at a younger age, he was so far ahead of me. If you want to like kind of play that game, well, he's doing this and he's crushing this and I haven't even figured out what I want to do yet. And I'm not making money and I feel lost. And I think a lot of people fall into that boat when you see things from the outside. And then when you really strip down the layers and I use him as the example I don't think he like loves it, right? Like that's not like his true passion. Like if he could just coach kids basketball and make, you know, 200K a year, he'd ha- he'd happily do it, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, talk shit about rap music. Like the things we love, we'd rather do those things. But we sometimes see it just from the outside. Well, my brother's an attorney and he's successful. Is he really? Or does he hate what he's doing and he's just doing it because he fell into that trap? And we oftentimes compare, but we only compare one thing. Right. It's like with bodies. Well, Jeremy, you're in great shape. I want to look just like you. I'm like, well, do you want to do all the things I do every day? You probably don't. So when we're comparing, which I think is a sickness anyway, but if you're ever going to do it, you have to do apples to apples, not apples to oranges. You have to compare everything in that person's life down to the nitty gritty, which nobody does. We only compare surface level stuff. And you'll always, you can always find a way to make yourself feel good when you compare or make yourself feel like crap if you do it the wrong way. Right. Yeah, that's... That's a huge one, especially if I could 
have learned how to change those bad habits of comparison at a younger age. I, I wish I had the tools and advice to know how to do that. I've gotten a lot better as I've grown into my 30s, but it's still obviously a struggle um, depending on, you know, what what it is. And I think the world we live in today, and especially with social media and constantly having it in your face if you choose to, um, then it can kind of trigger that comparison game. But you just have to really try if you're struggling with it and you have to put in the effort to kind of change your mindset and embrace your own uniqueness and and love yourself along the way so and if you're doing it it's it really is just it's immaturity mm-hmm. and you being jealous of other people is probably one of the ultimate signs of just being an immature person and insecure yeah because someone else's success never takes away from you even like in the industries right like we're in fitness I have no problem referring people to other coaches if I think it's a better fit. I do it all the time. Like sometimes I don't have room for people or just, I'm like, hey man, maybe check out Ben's spot. You know, maybe go to Nikki's place. Like I have no issue with that. Someone else winning doesn't take away from you winning. There's enough abundance for all of us to be like super quote unquote successful and happy. And if you're always looking and like reading stuff, watching videos, hanging out with people, and you're comparing yourself to them and you're feeling like shit, stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Either stop hanging out with them, put them in a different, you know, friend box, stop watching those things, stop listening to those things. Because it does no good to you to make you feel bad about yourself. And you shouldn't. And anytime you look at someone, even if it's one of your friends, and it always seems perfect, they always seem like they're winning, they always seem like nothing's going wrong. Those people, no offense, are full of the most shit than anybody. Because we all have bad days. We all get confused. No one's perfect. No. We always <laughs> self-question. And we all pay a price for things we've achieved in life. We all do. And I'm one of the few people who will probably be completely honest with you and tell you this is not what you should be doing or this is how hard it was for me. Or if I had to do it over again, I don't know if I would do it the same because I damn near died to get to all these places. Those are, I wish everybody talked about that and showed not just the tip of the iceberg, but everything that built up to it. I agree. And being vulnerable, which I've learned. It's a strength. It's a strength and it's not a weakness. And so once you can learn that and share more and be more open and honest with yourself and with others, it's, it really can help you grow and help you get out of whatever, whatever it is that you're suffering from. Agree. Uh, the next one, I will say this uh, really quick because we touched on it already. What did you write? Take care of yourself too seriously? Don't take yourself too seriously. You don't even know how to write. You don't even know how to write. I was going to say, you shouldn't take yourself serious, but you can take your craft serious in what you do. I'm a huge fan of that. Like I, what I do for a living, I try to pour everything into it. I try to study and read and listen and I became friends, which with what I consider the smartest people in fitness, or at least some of them. And I've learned a lot from them, things to do, things not to do, how to make things better, success hack, biohack things across the board. I'm friends with more doctors than I ever thought I would ever meet in my life. And now they're in my phone. We see them every week. We talk to them. We reciprocate. And I take that very seriously. But me as the person, I'm an idiot. You know, I'm just as lost and confused and I'm way more messed up than most of you guys. And I understand that and I'm happy to share it. 
everything here has not worked out perfect. It doesn't every week. A lot of things go wrong. I mess up. I fail. I do things that make no sense. Um, but that's what makes us human. And you can only, you know, laugh at yourself. And you yeah. can you can make yourself as awesome as you can be. But you're always going to be a 17-year-old knucklehead really deep down. And I think that transition from college to, you know, moving into a career path and the real world you can start to just take life too serious and yourself too serious. And then you kind of lose sight of, uh, I know I did at, at some point where you just, you kind of forget what to laugh and have fun. I, I mean, I always, I think I've done a great job of always having fun, but you know what I'm trying to say is like, you, you make, you make things a way bigger deal than they are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that. And I'm not saying your problems that you have in your life today don't matter. But again, if you're dealing with some real life shit, this is not for you. Outlying of like, you know, you're battling cancer, you lost a child. Like those are real things. I can't even imagine and fathom how to give you advice on that. What I'm saying is your normal day-to-day stuff. We get so wrapped up in that. Oh, I got to meet this work deadline. And now it's physically changing your body. You're stressed out. You're eating different. And I'm not saying you can't, you know, care about your career and your job and things, but don't let it take you over. (laughs) Dude, if I could tell you guys anything, there's always going to be more messages, more emails, more phone calls, more problems to solve. It's never done. You never quote unquote arrive. It's always going to be there and it, it always keeps moving and you can't let every little problem like drag you down and you're just a knucklehead like anybody else. We, and again, I know it's our life in our circle. It's like when you get a zit on your face, Oh my God, I got a zit. Everyone's going to notice. Nobody gives a shit. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares, but you do because you think it's the biggest thing in the world. And we do that as individuals with everything. And that's just you taking yourself way too seriously. And it's almost narcissistic in a way of like, well, everyone's going to notice. Like you're so important. Everyone's going to notice everything you're doing. They're not. And no, this is not a knock on you. You will get a haircut. No offense. I can't even tell (laughs) until I see like, oh, we paid a million dollars for your fancy haircut. And that's not like me being negative. I'm just a dude and I don't notice your hair is often, I guess, you know, like you're beautiful no matter what. Thanks. Um, but like, I don't notice that. And but yeah, for you, it's everything, right? Right. Well, I got this, my hair colors off or the length of it I or whatever. I do take my hair and my color and my cut very seriously. Yeah. And like, and that's great that you do, but just know if your husband doesn't even notice, I'm sure the guy at Sprouts or the gas station really gives a shit, you know, but we internalize that so much. And if you're mm-hmm. somebody who's guilty of that, just, it's okay to like, to not look perfect. It's okay to, you know, be a train wreck sometimes. Like that's mm-hmm. what kind of makes you human. Yeah. What's next on the list? Find someone who will love you for who you are and respects you. Don't waste time on relationships date, or dating someone who isn't worth it. Don't do not settle and just be patient. And the person for you will come along like, like you, Jeremy. But I mean, seriously, I, in high school I dated, but I never really had like long-term relationships. Same in college and what kind of relationships would you have? Well, I mean, I would date. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to I, I'm say? Just, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm but, uh, you know, I focus on it's myself. It's college kids. Just relax. <laughs> I focus on myself and, and try not to have that always be a goal. It was like, I need to find a partner. And that's hard, too, after 
after college and you feel like you need to kind of find the one, especially if you're a girl. What does that even mean? The one what? <laughs> like, no offense. You're Prince Charming. I Here's how I think about it now. We always do this. If you fell off a cliff tomorrow and you didn't exist, could I be happier or at least happy with somebody else? I think if I met someone else, I could still be happy and live a life. You know, it's, I'm older now, so it's different. If I flash back to being a young age and I, I'd met some other person and not you, could my life still be happy? I think so. Sure. I don't think there's a person. I hope so, yeah. I don't think there's a person for a person. I do think there's better matches it's for never sure. never going to be this. <laughs> well, uh, you can say that in a lot of ways. There will not be the same thing. The point is, is like we get so fixated on that. Like, and I think girls are probably more guilty than men. There's a there's you a put lot pressure on yourself. There's yeah. a lot of people for a lot of people, dude. There really is. I think if if you make yourself the best version of you and figure out who you are, mm-hmm. what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled, if you have gratitude and perspective and you're mindful and you're a good person, like attracts like. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find that in somebody else. But if you're, you know, not willing to work on yourself and your bullshit and you're just out hunting for somebody, I don't think you're gonna find the right match for you. I agree. And you can meet the right person at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. If you're too young or the windows don't match, I understand that totally. Um, that's a tough one, man, for people. I, I know I don't have that. Like I didn't, I never, I didn't grow up and be like, oh, I'm going to get married and do this. Like I just didn't think that was a thing. I had a different plan. And look where you are <sighs> at completely now. Ru- completely <laughs> ruined my whole game plan. I literally said that for a move here. I'm like, I'm going to move to Arizona, dude. I'm going to meet so many chicks. It's going to be great. And then who gonna... was the first girl you met? <sighs> Me. <laughs> here we are. Well, that night we met, I was like not even wanting to talk to any guys. And I was like, who's this loser? Who's this dude who has no <laughs> job, but he's fit. Maybe <laughs> I want to hook up with him. And here we are. Boom. For good luck. it was meant to be. <sighs> for good looking, it helps. I'll throw it out there. <sighs> Where are we at now? What am I? I wish I would have told myself to be more honest and speak up more as a young girl. You mean to your friends, your parents? I think everything. Just say more, share more of what is important to me or what was on my mind and not hold anything back. That's tough too, especially when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Or to people. And honestly... I'm, I agree with that. There's things I do a lot now where people will say things and I could say something, but I just don't. I know. Because it is not worth the, uh, you just know you have some friends or some people where you're like, that's not right. And you don't agree, but you're just like, I'm just going to let that roll. Yeah. Because it's not worth the battle. The energy That you're battle. dealing with. Yeah. And again, I'm not in the, and I don't mean like changing someone's mind because I don't think that's a possibility. I don't, and again, if you want to like, I use politics because it's the most polarizing example right now in America. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, the odds of you having a conversation or more likely an argument with somebody trying to bring them over to your team, it's not going to happen, dude. Like you're not going to talk for 15 minutes and be like, you know what? Yep. All my beliefs are wrong. You're right. I'm going to do this. That's the tough part with a lot of people where they're speaking, you know, their mind to somebody who doesn't want to hear it. But if it's the right things, especially to your friends, like we've been through this since this, this is the age of life we're in. 
it's tough when they're not your close, close circle of friends. When you know someone's dating someone or going to marry somebody where it's not going to work out. Yeah. And you can see it, mm-hmm. but you're like, do I say something? Right. And that's a tough, like, do you? Like, if it's like, I let's use. I feel like it's not really your place. Let's but. use like Lolly as an example. Like, <laughs> she is your close friend. And if she dates a dude and you're like, he's just a, you just think he's a turd. But she like thinks he's the best. But you see all these things that maybe she doesn't see because she's trying. I'm just giving an example. Lolly, if you're listening, I'm not. I don't really mean you, but I mean you because you're close to Heather. Um, but they're like, <laughs> but they're trying to force it, right? Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, this dude sucks. Do you say something? I think only if she was complaining about certain things. And or if then- she, what if she just asks you, what do you think about him after like three months of knowing him, and you saw like all these these things he would Red do. Red flags. Yeah. Do you say something? Uh, I would say it in a really caring way, but I would still try to so be... So not honest and speak up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're full of That's shit. a hard one. But that's what that's one of the most important ones, I think, for people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's tough because you don't want to... And then, you know, then they end up getting married and they have a great life. And then they're always like, yeah, well, Heather always thought you sucked. You know what I mean? Like, so there's that weird part. It's tough, dude. Like um, when we first started dating? <laughs> How'd that work out, everybody? <laughs> yeah, you're you lost. Uh, well, this kind of also goes to what you were saying, where stay true to your values, beliefs, but also be open-minded, learn about others um, and their beliefs and their upbringing, their differences from you, respect, just show respect. It doesn't mean you have to agree with everything, but just be respectful. What number are we on? I skipped down. I don't even know where you're at now. <laughs> you're losing me. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to give, if someone asks, I don't give criticism unless obviously someone asks me or advice, but if you can do it in a way where you're mindful of their feelings and you can do it in a tactful way, that's probably the best way. Mm-hmm. Then it just come at them full force and kick them in the face. Unless you know they're that friend and they can take it. Just try to do it. Our family member. Uh, It's a tough one too. Yeah, especially with everything going on. So many people have so many different opinions and it can just be really tricky to have those conversations. Well, yeah, because everybody's thoughts, they think their thoughts are correct. Mm -hmm. That's why you have them. Like if you think LeBron is better than Jordan or Jordan's better than LeBron, you believe those things. You're probably not going to convince someone otherwise. You can present your facts or like your arguments, but... People have their beliefs for a certain reason. All you can do is share with them like the way you feel and your point of view, and then you let them decide. But you can't force anything on anybody. Right. Follow your gut is where we left off. I do believe that is for the most part. Mm-hmm. Unless like your gut instincts are terrible and <laughs> you uh, – that's tough too, man. Like if you're the person who serial dates like losers – and you had a gut feeling seven times, uh, maybe your gut sucks. Yeah, maybe that's just... But for the most part, you know, like when things are right or wrong. And we all have a different risk tolerance with everything. Like when you go to... I'll use college as an example. Like the first time... And this is everybody who's been. This is not anything new. When you walk into a room and people are doing drugs. And I don't mean like smoking weed. That's not drugs. I mean like people are doing like cocaine on on the table. And... There's a couple kinds of people. One, the person who sees it and gets real nervous and leaves the party. Two, the person who just is like, well, I'm not going to do a bunch of coke today, but I'm going to hang out. And I'm like, 
I'm okay just being on the fringes. And then person three who just, you know, goes Tony Montana and just snorts the whole power in front of everybody. You, <laughs> this is this is true. It's a great example. But that is, is not is not true though. Yeah, and we it all is true. we all have. I've been in a situation in college, and that's the reality of college. Yeah. There's going to be parties where you're like, okay, or I just, need to get out of or here. Or just as an adult, mm-hmm. when you have friends who like, you know, maybe they're a little bit looser than you with the rules of life. And you have to follow your gut in those instincts. Like, do you feel like you need to leave? Are you okay hanging out? Or do you want to participate and just get totally, you know, cranked up? The, what I'm saying is with your gut is like, you're, you have this internal feeling, you know, if something is right or wrong for you. Like right off the bat, we get it with people all the times situations you know it's how you sense danger uh and you have to follow that and i I do think there is something intrinsic in all of us that kind of guides us and that it kind of dictates you know where your life is and that might be upbringing it might just be naturally who you are or a combination of all those things but that example i i feel like i had no idea i was so naive uh going into college that i never had been in a scary situation where there's like drugs. Well, and it's it's not it's not no it's not your friends you grew up with. Mm-hmm. These are people from all over the world. And huge parties that take place at big universities, and so I think that's just great advice, especially if you have kids, to let them know what to be prepared for. Um, what I always found too, so I went to public school until my last year of high school, and I went to this academy um, for smart kids, and I was the dumbest kid there hands down but what i did notice was the kids there i don't want to say this negatively that never drank or did drugs because i had already been drinking and doing drugs long before um i got to like be older in high school which don't do that either there's a blend there somewhere you were so wild <laughs> uh was well, an idiot you know you just that's what you do like you just do stupid shit as a kid and what i'm what i'm saying is the kids that never drank and never did drugs all through high school when they went to college dude and they got to be let loose. They came back like just train wrecks. Like because they didn't know how to handle it mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. They had no, like they didn't know where their tolerance was. They didn't know like how they were, you know, if mm-hmm. they smoked weed. Like they didn't know how it reacted to them. And I'm not saying like kids do drugs with, <laughs> with your, <laughs> this is going bad. Like do, yeah. do drugs with your close friends. But you have to understand like, especially if this is not really just about following your gut, when you're for anybody who's going to go to college or college age kids, all these things, there's environments you walk into where it's not people, you know, mm-hmm. and you really have to be mindful because everybody, every dude is a predator. We've talked about this before and everyone's not trustworthy around you, especially when you're under the influence and you're doing yeah. certain things. So you really have to have like a friend a buddy that you trust and have them not leave you. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge proponent of that because it's, it's college dude. And people are making real poor choices. And yeah. some of those are okay. But sometimes they're not, especially when you're in this arena that's, if, if it feels off, it's off and you should probably bounce and roll out. Right. And if there's no shame in that whatsoever. And don't be talked into that because I know in that world, as a, as a male, especially if you don't drink enough, the peer pressure. you're looked down upon. You know, I'm not going to use the terminology and the phrasing we would use, but you're like goaded into doing what everyone else is doing. And... If it's not for you, it's not for you. And you know that deep down. Yeah, and you have to stand up for yourself. Uh, The next one, travel, experience, and try new things. I think that's something you should always carry on throughout your life. But I wish I could have traveled even more. 
at a younger age. I think one of my regrets was not studying abroad in college, but how did kids pay for that? I didn't want to take out a student loan. Is that how? Uh, I mean, unless your parents pay for the program okay. for you. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> okay, so that's not going to happen. So yeah, I always wondered that because I'm like, that was not really presented to me as an option, but maybe because they knew I was broke. Uh, I agree with that. I do think if you can do this, do it as soon as possible and do it younger as opposed to being way older. And we can talk about the money stuff in a different tip, which I'll give in a second. But I do think it's it's one of the things where you do spend money and it does enrich your life and not in material possessions, but in experience and perspective. And I don't know Obviously, you can put a price, I guess, on that in some context because you can't spend all your money and be, you know, completely destitute and have traveled the world. But what's it worth to have, you know, seven million dollars when you're 67, but you have never fucking been anywhere, and you don't, you've never seen anything, and and made memories. Yeah, we are, we do a good balance, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna buy a four million dollar house. I don't think it's worth it to me. And I don't just mean the monetary cost. I don't really care about having a super nice vehicle. I don't need a Ferrari. It doesn't mean anything to me. But what does to me, and this is the truth, when we look at the photos on the wall here, when I get a memory on Facebook, when you and I just talk about it, or if I do scroll, we've made those books on, was it Shutterfly? Mm -hmm. These books of like us being in Italy, us being in Spain, us being in like Greece. Bora, Bora Bora and you're like actually I haven't made a Greece one in <laughs> yeah but like I'll never first of all how will you ever forget that trip I know like the good and the bad I'm not just saying like we get to stay in these nice places it's amazing you we just learn so much about the culture and the people and yourself and as a couple and it's just I think it changes who you are for the better if you let so it it's so important um, I would urge anybody to do it and if this is a this is my marriage advice if you're dating somebody and you want to know if you want to marry them, travel with them um, out of the country. Get your luggage lost. Have some things get lost in mm-hmm. translation. Have things go wrong and see how that person is after like 10 days. Because that's the person you marry, dude. The person who has a complete meltdown and wants to stab you in the face. Uh, can you handle their craziness and how weird they are? Because that's probably one of the best tests. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. I mean, um, I can think of just us getting lost in some of the countries and I mean most people you can find someone speaking English which is helpful but there were certain areas where it was more maybe the local areas where uh you know we were running around the city and and got lost and then we didn't know how to find our way back and you just learn so much about real short with each other (laughs) real quick kind of gets scary but you have to rely on each other and and it's, I think it's so, so important to do, but, um, I will say this. I'll tell the story. The, um, we went from Sorrento to, uh, Positano. Is that right? Yeah. So we took, let me make sure I get this right. Cause the story gets real bad. We took a bus, uh, like a public bus. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like a, like a coach bus. Well, because they advise, you can rent a small car, but typically they advise tourists not to drive oh. along the Malfi Coast. Oh, oh my God, dude. You <laughs> it's might the most narrow have a death wish cliff. if you drive on the Malfi Coast. Uh, I'm not skilled for that. Getting someone to drive you in a private car like we did on Capri mm-hmm. back, that I would recommend. 
but I was being a cheap ass because I was younger and didn't have as much money. Now I would never would do it. And the reason we get on this coach bus and it was fine on the way there early in the morning. It was cool. Everybody had a seat. It was really normal. Like you would like, like how your high school trips would go, your college mm-hmm. trips, you get in the coach bus, you go to your game. It's great. Drop us off. Um, Positano, which looks exactly like the photos, by the way, it's amazing. Yeah. One of the coolest places on earth. We go to the, like the day club. Mm-hmm. We get a seat. I'm just drinking Peronis all day, feet in the black sand rocks. It's great. Hang out. But it is hot. We're going to leave. We walk back up to the bus stop. Now, this is what I did not know, and they did not tell you. The bus comes back, but it's like from other stops already. So it's coming from actually Amalfi, and then there's somewhere else, and it stops at Positano, and it takes you back to Sorrento. Now, this road, my friends is like a one-lane road like a roller coaster on the side of a <laughs> cliff it's not built for two vehicles so what they do when you're in the bus and you're driving if a motorcycle comes the bus will actually back up and then the motorcycle will drive through and then the bus will go forward so imagine like the worst ride at six flags ever now when they come back the bus when it stops in positano it's already packed full of people and everybody bums bum rushes the, the bus. It's not like America where you're in a single file line. Nobody gives a shit. Well, I don't know this. And so I'm standing there and everyone's rushing under the bus. It gets to the point where the bus, every seat is full. The aisle is full. Everyone's and, standing And in people the aisle. are standing on the steps to walk in the bus. And the bus driver takes my tickets, rips both of them, says get on. There's no room for you and I to step on the bus. And then just drives away. Somehow we found a spot. No, we didn't the first time. Oh, we had to wait. So then I'm sitting there on the side of the road in Positano with my two shit bus tickets. And I'm like, well, then the guy next guy comes. He's not going to let me on. I don't speak the language. We found the lady who like facilitates the bus stuff to get us on the next bus, which is just as packed, but we got seats. Now, mind you, I've been drinking Peronis all day. I'm dehydrated. It's hot as shit with no air conditioning. Everyone on the- I was drinking Prosecco. Everyone on the bus <laughs> smells like BO and cigarettes. We're hot and sweaty. And now you're on a roller sunburned. coaster. You're on a roller coaster yeah. ride. Ne- it, never in my life have I been so close to throwing up on another human being than in that moment. I put my head between my legs. He's like, I'm going to throw up. And we're like, you don't throw up or I'm going to throw <laughs> up. And I was so mad and I was freaking out. Like if he throws up, then I'm going to well, let loose. I had a choice. I had my nice backpack or this lady next to me. And I'm like, I don't want to puke in my bag. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to puke in this lady. And literally, I just remember saying to you, I go, I don't care where this thing stops. Wherever it stops, we're, we're getting, getting off. off and we're walking. And, and it stopped maybe a couple miles from the hotel. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I could get off. But man, so I felt so terrible and like violently ill where I'm like choking yeah. back puke. And in that moment, I go, we are not going to do public transit like that ever again but it was worth it it was an amazing to go day. to one of the, the most beautiful places i've ever seen but the point the is that is not a, a highlight story of my trips but it's one that i'll never forget and it's an experience that we had and to me that's more important than if my car is a little bit nicer i think the experience of that and just being there and taking it all in is every at least that's how we spend our money and our time yes next one Surround yourself with others that inspire you. Like you mentioned before, just have a good mix of people who you admire. Maybe they're older, wiser, role models, mentors. 
and that can really benefit you as you continue to learn and grow and and evolve yourself. I think we've been so fortunate because we are surrounded by so many different types of people through the business and through my own company, uh, working throughout the years with so many different types of people and getting to travel and constantly have new clients. Like you just learn a lot about um, different people. And then I think it's always important to have mentors and role models that you can learn from. Well, yeah, because you do it in a different way than we do it here. You get to work in, like with other, you know, leaders of industry in different fields than from what you do. So you get an education in that way. Mm-hmm. And people who do different a different role than you do with your company. Here we get to hang out with all walks of life. Yeah. And I think this is true with everything. If you hang out with in fitness, in finance, in being a good human being, if those are the groups you hang out with, it's going to elevate you to a level you would never reach on your own. Like on Sunday here, we just talked about it before the podcast, actually. These guys hang out before and after. You know, obviously afterwards because they feel like shit because we just killed them. But there's a camaraderie there in that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've been spending a lot of my time where it's tough for me. And like, well, what else would I do with my free time? I'm not just going to watch TV and sit on my ass. I'd rather pour it into these people and have these people pour into me. But when you hang out with a bunch of killers on a Sunday, you're going to end up being a killer. What I mean is like you're a savage, like you're, you're a training like a beast because they are. If you hang out with a bunch of people who are, you know, financially successful, you know, who invest their money, who grow it, they're charitable, they give back, you're going to tend to be the same it type of person. rubs off on you. If you're a parent and you hang around with a bunch of other parents who are good parents who care, you're probably going to be the same. There's a lot to be said about your circle. We've mm-hmm. talked about it many times before, but it is one of the truest things and when you're a young kid, I was hanging out with, and I love my friends I grew up with. I learned a lot from them, but maybe not the best influences on me in a lot of areas of life. And that's what I mean. Like when you start to get peer pressured or you feel like you have to fit into this group and do certain things, even if it isn't your inclination and doesn't really feel right in your gut. So you need to be attracted to people who are more like you. And maybe ahead of you in certain arenas where it's going to lift you up and they're going to, they're going to reach a hand out and you can grab Support it. Support each other and just have positive and inspiring people around you is so helpful and impactful. And you might have to reevaluate your circle. And I know I've outgrown some friendships over the years and you just really have to figure out what that looks like for you. Yeah, if you really look around your circle and these people are not enriching your life and you feel stressed out or negative or sad or just you're not enjoying your time with them, you can either limit it or eliminate it. I think that's probably or the best Or set a boundary. Mm-hmm. Next one. Don't ever stop learning, growing, working towards the person you want to become. It's never done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always going to be hard work. And I know people are guilty of this. And this doesn't mean just like your younger self, like a teenager. This is people who are 25, 30, 35, 40. You're not done evolving. You're never going to be. And if you think you are, you're going to be devolving. You'll, it'll just, it's going to crumble. Uh, you, you have to be willing to change and listen and update the technology in your brain to become a better person overall. And a lot of people become stubborn um, as they get older. 
they get real solidified in their beliefs. They don't want to change anything. Um, and sometimes you don't have to, but in a lot of ways you do. And especially if you're with another person, if you're married, you guys are going to evolve in the same way, but also in different ways as you get older. And you have to be willing to grow with each other and learn with each other. And help each other out. When one person is dragging ass or sucks in one arena, you don't need to berate them and tell them how terrible they are. They probably fucking know. Just have an honest conversation. But help them. Mm -hmm. If they're, you're great at things that I suck at. And I can try to be better, but you're just naturally going to be better. So like, I lean on you in that arena and you do the same with me. But I'm always trying to improve and become competent at everything. And a lot of times as life goes on, people think, well, I'm out of college. I'm like, it'd be like, you graduate college. Oh, that's it. I'm not going to learn anymore. I'm like, you'll never get a job because all that shit you learn probably isn't going to transfer to what you actually do. Even if you're a doctor, you learn all the stuff in medical school. It doesn't mean you're never going to learn anything about medicine the rest of your life. It's always going. There's always new research coming out. (laughs) Uh, Life will be really hard at times. This will shape you. So embrace the challenges and try to find a lesson in each setback. It's tough to do um, really when you're young. Because you think it's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. You think your problems are the are worse than everybody else's. And it is true. The worst thing that, that's ever happened in your life is the worst thing that's ever happened in your life. But there's not a lot of perspective there um, and gratitude for what you do have. And I will say this. And I've went through my fair share of shit um, for a long time, even this year included. And you learn, you do learn more from those times than the times when it's good. And it's t- it's tough to to hear that and say that when you're in the middle of some bullshit, but always on the other side, if nothing else, you have like an appreciation because mm-hmm. uh, it tested you. Yeah, and it molded you, and it didn't kill you, it didn't cripple you. I've said this before. I'll say it again. It just buried you, and it plants you, you know, to become this, you know, more resilient, more mindful, intelligent person. So when the next problem comes, because they'll never stop coming you're better prepared to deal with it. You won't crack under the pressure because you've, you've been prepared through all the other shit that you've been through. Well said. Help others. You will find so much more fulfillment by serving others. And this is so true. And I've learned this. When you're young, you never years. believe this. Yeah. When you're young, you can be very selfish. But You just um, want, you want all the shit for yourself. Mm-hmm. But then you can then you start to grow up and you find that there's an emptiness in that. And when you really can help other people, you'll get this feeling that is just such an amazing feeling that you want to continue. It's, it's addicting. It's your oxygen. Mm-hmm. It's how you breathe. It's why we it do- gives you purpose. It's why we do this. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean, you know, helping others monetary wise. Like that, that goes a long way too. It can be so simple. When we do the adoptive families, mm-hmm. I would much rather do that than get, have somebody buy me a gift. I don't need anything. I don't care about most things. It doesn't matter to me. The feeling we get when we do that though, there's nothing I could buy you that would match it. Mm-hmm. There's not even close. But if you don't have the money, it doesn't have to be money. It can be giving people your time. Acts of service. Or information. Mm-hmm. educating somebody and that's you know a lot of the listening things we do here like we're giving away videos blogs emails the free guides all the podcasts those things selfishly they make money on the back end but 
there's no guarantee of money in that. And a lot of you guys who are listening have never bought anything from us, not a product, not a service, not any gear, nothing. And that's fine. We feel good if this somehow provides value for your life and, and makes your existence a little bit better or you know, just gives you some shit to listen to to get through a terrible aerobic session. Or have a laugh. (laughs) Yeah, we're happy to do it. But that's part of our acts of service and it makes us feel better because if we can help you guys selfishly, it does help us on the back end. Uh, Stay true to, oh, we already went, we did that one. Love yourself. Don't speak negatively to yourself, focusing on all the things you wish you could change or need to improve. Learn how to speak positive affirmations daily at a young age, especially as, um, for my example, a young girl with like body image issues, things like that, that are so important to learn how to deal with that at a younger age, I think would be extremely helpful. And I think there's a lot more conversation now in today's world about it. And now we have more tools and tips and advice resources to help the younger generation, hopefully with mental health and just all the things around really loving yourself. Like, what do you say when you're a kid though? Like when you're a teenage kid, like what is your thought process? Like you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid. Like what's the, what's the terminology? I think a lot of girls, I know I did. um, You told yourself you're you're trying on jeans, right? And you just, you maybe gain some pounds or they don't fit right or what. Or you're just growing. Like yeah, but you you do negatively or like, oh, I'm so fat. You know, like where in your that, head, you're saying it to yourself. And where does that come from? I guess it comes from... Like, do your parents do it? Like, either, is that part of yeah, it? It's your either, sisters? It's a combination. Friends? Yeah, and just, yeah, friends and who you're surrounded by, what you've heard, and society in general. And I don't, I don't understand that. Like it really, it baffles me. Like I understand it. Like I'm not a moron. Like I get it in the context, but why is that a thing? If you look back, like let's go Marilyn Monroe, right? Like arguably, you know, the one of the most iconic women like ever in terms of like, she's attractive, whatever, like was not a size two, mm-hmm. like never had a flat stomach, you know, had curves, had, st- had a stomach, had a butt, had thighs, you know, she wasn't, you know strength training she's not counting macros a beautiful you know woman but just very full figured and that was like perceived to be like you know one of the greatest of all time and then yet we're so we morph so far away from it well look what they hand us at a very young age a barbie a perfect barbie yeah barbie's gonna jack. barbie's gonna jack. <laughs> so barbie's gonna like, jack. Yeah, not jacked like well tiny. no I, I mean like jacked up like it's, oh yeah it it's doesn't, wrong when you somebody like did the real measurements of a barbie mm-hmm. and so it's like unrealistic. she'd be like seven feet tall <laughs> she had like a 14 inch waist like it's all bullshit but does that really do it like does barbie really skew it for people or is it more like the generations before your grandma your mom your mom's friends your mom's, you know, the daughter, or the girl next door, because mm-hmm. she learned it from her mom. I don't mean like your mom specifically. I mean like the mom down the street. Yeah. Who says it to the daughter and then the, or says it to herself, and then the daughter hears it. Right. And doesn't, maybe, maybe doesn't place it on her, but kids catch things. Mm-hmm. They're very, they understand. They absorb and soak up so much. Yeah. yeah. What's the, what's the phrase? More is caught than taught in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one, dude. Um, but yeah, I would tell it to anybody. Or, you know, if it's, oh, I'm so stupid. Like, just something negative that... 
and where can does put that, you in such a bad And where does mindset. that come from? Like maybe you didn't pass a test or... So your teacher, school. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so you just have to be really careful. Even now as an adult, you know, I catch myself sometimes talking negative, negatively to myself and I'm like, okay, shut up. Like, stop. <laughs> well, it's just like a blanket. It's a blanket statement, right? Mm-hmm. And I do it on the podcast jokingly when I'm like, you guys... I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. In some ways, I'm very uneducated and I'm very stupid. But in other ways, I'm the opposite. And that's the, the hard part is when you're, when you're trying to explain that to your younger self, if you could. Like, hey, Jeremy, you're going to suck, dude, at school and all these things. Um, and you're going to really have to try hard to figure it out and game the system to get a decent GPA and graduate. But you'll do it. But your skills are, are different. You're more emotionally intelligent than like intellectually. Like, you're going to suck at math, dude. And that's just how it is. And I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I've tried to tell myself I'm will hunting. And as much as I try, no, it just doesn't work. But it's, and that's, I don't want to bag on school here, but it's hard to put people in boxes. Right. That's where it comes from. Like, well, your GPA is this, so you rank here and this is how, yeah. In in these tests of what we're doing, but that's not overall intelligence. Yeah, and we all learn so differently. differently. That's tough, man. But that is a great one. Always give... 100% your best. Don't make excuses. I feel like I learned that, you know, at a young age and tried to hold, always hold myself accountable, but, dude, but then I would people make, make excuses. excuses so. like crazy. <laughs> Everybody's full of shit. Um, sometimes there's just factors that are part of it. But yeah, if you can get to a place where you take extreme ownership and accountability for the things in your life, it, it gets, it's tough at first because it's very sobering. Um, but life gets good because then you realize there's nobody there to listen to your bullshit and everything falls on you. But that's, I've always said that's the best place to be. Um, it's going to require the most work. It's going to be the hardest. But when you are responsible for the outcome of your life, it means that you're in control. And I would much rather be the person driving the car than just riding along in the car of life. And like, don't be so hard on yourself. I know I'm guilty of that at times, but if, if I'm like, (laughs) but if, you know, I I have to remind myself as long as I tried my best and maybe that day is just an off day, whatever it is that I'm focusing on or doing. And I feel like I failed, but you have to remind yourself as long as you're trying, you got to give yourself some more credit. Well, and if you can look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, I've been doing everything in my power to improve my station of life, the shape that I'm in, you know, how educated I am, how compassionate I am for people, how much I give back. If you can say that and you can consistently wake up every single day and give effort, that's the game. The outcome's going to happen no matter what. And you might not be winning the first quarter or second quarter, but you do it long enough, you're going to win. And that's on an individual level. What I can promise you, if you make a bunch of excuses of why it didn't happen, then you'll be stuck there forever. That doesn't do anybody any good. Right. Next one. Learn how to save money. Don't get caught up on being like the average American. <sighs> and there's go. the average American horrible spending habits. Uh, educate yourself. Plan for your life. What you want to do with your life. So you can have the most financial freedom. So you have choices. And you can then do the things that bring you happiness and joy and less stress. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah. What, like, what age would you go back to tell yourself this? I wish, I wish we had more classes in school 
Like, what is the right age to start? Sixth grade? Seventh grade? Eighth grade? Yeah, I feel like in middle school, they really should start having a mandatory, like, how to budget. and Like, a life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with this. I... Educate you on retirement savings, all the all Good. the things that you need to know when you <laughs> become an adult. You know, which I, we we both have done a great job at a young age on saving and, and for sure. But we've had to take it upon ourselves and learn individually as a couple. And I still have a ways to go because I am more of the spender in the relationship. <laughs> But if I'm going to, and I'm not, this is not, I'm not knocking you. If I'm comparing you to the average person, it's not even in the same arena. I'm just, I just present it to you in a different way. Now, this is us just speaking freely here. She's a spender. I'm obviously the saver. That's how I grew up. Uh, my dad is like. Probably, the ultimate saver. Yeah, probably. The, <laughs> but, you know, it's different too, though, for like, we didn't have a ton of money growing up. So I grew up in a household where. My dad gave me a credit card. I probably was, I had one I had drive, so I was 16. He's like, you can use this for gas, but we always pay the bill and you never use it for anything else unless you call me and message me so we can build credit. So if I ever, you know, made money so I could buy a property, I was going to need to have a loan and financing and that's how I bought my first condo. So he instilled that lesson in me. But what else would be, and again, my dad didn't, not the most philosophical dude, so a lot of things you would say are probably not, you know fitting for you to tell your kid or your husband or wife, but he would be like, you go to, you go to work. That's your responsibility. You go to a job. That's what your time's for. The time outside of that's your free time. No, obviously him and I differ because I'm an entrepreneur and it might be different, but he goes, you go to work, you earn money, you pay your bills. That's what you do. And any money left over, that's what you save or you spend, depending on what you choose to do with it. And he never followed like any Dave Ramsey stuff, but he did it in kind of a more, rudimentary kind of rough way. And that's all I knew as a kid was, well, my dad goes to work. He pays all the bills on time. So we're always going to have a place to live. We're always going to have food in the fridge. We're always going to have the the basic stuff covered. He's going to save what he can on the side, whether it be in like a 401k or in a savings account. And then we get to live off the excess, which there was never a lot, but they did the best they could with what they had. That's how I always kind of grew up. Now I've been fortunate enough here to hang out with I don't know how many multimillionaires from multiple industries who have helped me success hack and become way more financially successful than my dumbass ever would have on their own. But I come from that save and invest first mentality. And then obviously we, we spend money in the back end. The one thing I would tell myself is like, if I could go back in time, but I came in and invest in Amazon and Apple and like Netflix and <laughs> shit, that would be ideal. Yeah. But we both started saving money the minute we earned it into retirement accounts. We both were very good with that. Yeah. I started even before I met you, when I first got my job, my first real job out of college down here in Arizona, I started contributing and thank, thank goodness I did because. That adds up a ton. Um, I'm lucky enough to where I'm in, is a Scottsdale obviously. So most of the people here that come into the gym are rather affluent. They seem to be, you know, smart with their money, at least for the most part. And then the two guys I started, you know, this business with early on, Dave and Ben, were both financial advisors, one for Edward Jones, one for Charles Schwab. These are dudes who I've known my whole life. They're in our wedding. So that's the circle. And so you start to learn these things from people around you. And you hear these numbers and they seem fake because you're 22, 23. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, over time, if you can invest and do things early enough, that's the key. So any young person listening, 
if you can set up a retirement account, I don't, I'm not going to tell you how much you can save if it's 15% of your income or whatever your thing is. If you can start doing at least that up front, that money is going to compound over time. And it's going to change the scope of your life as you get older. It's going to seem like nothing. The first 100K or 200K you're saving in a retirement account is going to seem like it's forever. But once it starts to build on that, it's gangbusters. And a lot of young people fail to do that. Now, obviously, I didn't. My dad always said if you use a credit card, you do it and you pay it. And that's how I've always done it. Heather, maybe not so much early, early on. And that's, but again, I, if there's no education piece around it, how do you know any different? Right. And then you got to the point where like, well, I don't want to pay for this shit. And then we stopped doing all that. Mm -hmm. But that's a good, that is probably one of the biggest ones for people because I do think, I don't want to get completely crazy here and talk for three hours, but. He could talk for hours on finances. I see, I because again, I, I've came from no money. I know. And now I'm in a position where I have money. And I see it, it can't make you happy, but it can make your life easier in certain ways if you and let more it. security and more freedom to do the things that you want to do, you want to do in your life. And you can say in the reason that we can do these podcasts and the reason I can run this business the way that it's run is because I don't need every fucking cent squeezed out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, I don't have a huge house payment. I don't have a house payment. I don't have a car payment. We don't have student loans. We don't have credit card bills. So we can be more giving with our time and our energies and the things we can do for people. That makes me feel good. You I'm, don't have all this pressure to no. Continue to, like obviously you wanted to perform the business to continue to move in the right direction, yes. but you don't have these crazy goals, targets that you have to hit every single month just to pay certain bills. bills. No, mm-hmm. and that is a very rare thing in a place to be, and that's why if it wasn't, my brain couldn't be this clear and think this clear. And the reason I get so worked up about it is because I've just lived through the last eighteen months. I'm gonna get fucking riled up here <sighs> because. If you were someone who just who was born in the last two years, you didn't own real estate, you didn't have money invested, the gap in wealth just became so big. And if you're a young kid right now and you're coming out and you have student loans, which are going to cripple you forever, a car payment, if you have credit card debt, and then you're trying to buy a property and rent, mm-hmm. it's really tough to do yeah. if you're not very mindful. So this is just me rambling on and getting worked up. My advice to, to young kids, and this is for everybody, and I did this. Live as cheap as you can, as long as you can. Even if you graduated school and you're a doctor now, you're not really a doctor yet. And I don't mean that in the sense of you can't practice. What I mean is you're not a fancy doctor and you're not super rich if you have a half a million dollars of student loans. Try to get rid of the debt if it's dragging you down and stressing you out. Maybe drive a cheaper car, wear kind of shittier clothes until you get to a place where most of your debt or all of your debt is gone. Invest in your retirement because it's such a freeing feeling. If you have that stuff, if you're if you're 49, still paying on student loans, and you got multiple car payments and all this debt, it is an anchor on your life, whether you realize it or not. On your thoughts, it affects how you sleep, it affects the decisions you make. It really can alter the course of people's lives. That's it why it distracts get, you from really what's important. It, it just it really can hinder your entire life, and that's why I get so worked up from it. And I'm talking about it because I hear it here through people's voices and their experiences with it. And it saddens me because I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. If you just make a couple different choices earlier on, and that would be my advice, invest your money, pay the debts down. And once you're in a place where you feel more secure, then you can go gangbusters with things. And I think you'll have less stress doing it that way. If you can just 
delay being fancy till later on in your and life. And I think you'll have more appreciation for it too. Because you earned it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. And you didn't rush it. Uh, next one, I wrote, you will fail. Don't quit. Keep working hard, learn, and you'll be able to make your dreams come true. Progress over perfection. Perfect doesn't even exist, kids. It's not a real thing. Um, you're going to fail and fuck up a lot, and you should. And as long as you do it quickly and you can learn something from it, that's fine. I've done more things wrong in this business than you guys will ever know about. Um, but that's the only reason why anything we've done has ever been successful whatsoever. And that's okay. And I think if you can get to a place where you're not afraid to make mistakes and fail, and if you haven't been failing a lot and making mistakes, you haven't even scratched the surface of like what your potential Capable is. Of, yeah. Not even close, dude. Learn nutrition and how to be healthy at a young age. I wish I would have known God, a dude. lot more about nutrition at a young age. I was always into sports and always played sports as a ever since I was like five years old, consistently through high school, and then was always active in college. But gosh, I knew nothing about nutrition. What would a typical <laughs> high school breakfast be for a Heather? Um, a Pop-Tart. <laughs> what was your favorite kind of Pop-Tart? No, I think I would have like oatmeal and or toast. But what would you put on the oatmeal though? Plain? No, probably cinnamon and sugar. Sounds Sounds amazing. <laughs> So that's um, basically just carbohydrates. We're not, I just remember like lunch. We we had this student store and sometimes I'd work in the student store. But it would be those pizza sticks. What is that? Like a pizza roll? Like a pizza. Kind of like a. Like a breadstick? Sort of. Kind of like a Hot Pocket, but okay. longer. <laughs> like a breadstick? Sort of. Yeah. I'm confused. But like that would be my lunch or like Ruffles chips and and of course like a cookie nice so like when at what point of the day did you eat real food does that not happen when i had come home my mom my mom did cook a lot what kind of dinners was cindy making i mean she would we would definitely have like a protein and a veggie and then definitely carbs we would have um your dad's a carb machine or we'd have like casseroles Well, of course. In the Midwest, it's like tater tot. Do you know what? T- you never had that. I have. Tater tot casserole? Mm-hmm. We've made it before. Yeah, my mom would make it. That shit's terrible for you. That is terrible. That is... <laughs> it actually sounds really good right now. I'm super hungry, too. God, so it's crazy how you eat that as a kid. And I'm sure if we ate it now, we'd be like, this is not nearly as good as we thought. But I know you kind of like, you romanticize it in yeah. a way. Like oh, Pop-Tarts. That's why I asked what kind of Pop-Tarts you used to like. What's your favorite? Ah, oh, gosh, I don't really remember the names. Brown sugar, I used to like. Blueberry and cherry. Not so much the strawberry one, <clears throat> but the cherry ones I would like to. Yeah, I would go to school like... Or a toaster strudel. <laughs> I remember those. You know who... Um, the, the fruity ones, all right? I just... Yeah, and then, gosh, the cereal. Literally, I don't know why oh. I didn't say that. That's probably what I would have almost every morning. And What's, what cereals? From Costco, you know how they would have like all the mini boxes of yeah, so like Lucky Charms, Tricks, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Crunch. Apple Jacks, yeah, Pops, Count Chocula, Fruity Pebbles. Mm-hmm. You remember the s'mores so one? They had a s'mores cereal. Yeah, those are terrible. Uh, we would do all those too. Uh, the one thing I remember as a kid, I walk. We rode the the bus to school. I go walk out to the bus stop in Minnesota when it's negative 10 degrees, almost die. 
And in my big, you know, Fila bubble jacket, I would rock because it was so badass. I would stick like a Mountain Dew in there and like a, a pack of Pop-Tarts or like a Pepsi and like some, uh, God, what are those? The um, oatmeal cream pies. Mm-hmm. like little debbie and like that's not one bite of real food yeah so many little debbie snacks that stuff's dog shit for you like i do wish that and i this is my belief if you i'm not telling anybody how to be a parent i don't have any idea what it's like and i don't can't tell you what i would or wouldn't do i can say in theory but that's cool because you're not actually in the fire but having your kids learn the right habits younger and at least educating them on the pros and cons of what they're eating, I think could make a huge difference because I didn't know. And I do think food is the greatest medicine that is. It can change and alter the way that you feel and live your life every single and day. And perform, like just thinking back, the amount of probably brain fog I had from just all the sugar and, and crap. How much that better, I could have performed better yes. in the classroom and better on the field 100%. Recu- if I would have fueled my body with the proper nutrients. But I, again. Your sleep, your mm-hmm. recovery, your digestion is huge. And there's no education around these things. And I do think when a kid can do that, and I'm not saying have them be eat perfect. They want to eat, you know, gushers and fruit by the foot oh, once in a while. I gushers. Like, like that's fine. <laughs> Uh, but not the base of every meal. And I think there is a huge education piece that's been happening outside that my parents just didn't know. And they did, the, they did the best they could with what they had, but that is a huge one. And I think when a kid can learn that at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15, and not at 27 when they've had 15 years of shitty habits, it's way harder to break later on in life. Mm-hmm. And when you meet people who aren't from America, Moji, uh, Najeris, like – to hear, um, we have friends who are not from America. I remember hearing, like Moji would be like the sweetest thing he eats is like dates, or he That's had a crazy. he had a never drinks alcohol. Like he had a virgin pina colada, and I thought he was gonna lose his mind. Like that was sweet for him. Or when Najeris was like, I remember when I came to America and I had a brownie for the first time. I was twenty some years old. Wow. And now he's addicted to brownies, obviously. But he <laughs> never he never had that as a kid. So yeah. when I say pop tarts, he's like, he's like, what is a pop tart? Mm-hmm. All the processed food that we had access to. God, that's that a huge like one. European countries ban like all of the chemicals and ingredients. <laughs> if I was gonna play off that one, I would say don't don't abuse like alcohol either. Like you're gonna be in in situations where yes. people are gonna force you to drink way more. That would have saved me a lot of heartache and just like really rough, rough nights and rough days. And putting yourself in the situations that because you were partying, things like that, that, yeah, there's you, could a, re- you look back now and you regret. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like maybe a car you got into or a place you went where you like. That the, it was just not safe. The fact that mm-hmm. we didn't die or go to prison is a miracle. I, I would know. go back and, and change some of those. No, but yeah. I mean, it made me who I am. So here we are. Living on the edge. <laughs> Next one. Uh, don't ever try to be someone else. Continue to be you. You are unique with gifts to share with the world. No one else could ever be you. So use them. Yes. Even your flaws, dude. Embrace them. It, it's what makes you unique. And uh, if you're always trying to, you can't fake it forever, um, especially with the people closest to you. Eventually, the the mask is going to, it'll come off. And so just be who you are and, and own your uniqueness and, and own the things that make you, you know, not perfect. Cause that's, that's what makes us human. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We already touched on these ones. It's okay to be different and want a unique lifestyle compared to the norm. We were, we already touched on that. We did. And then we already touched on don't be so hard on yourself. Um, this one, continue to be curious, creative, have fun, do the things you love that make you happy. Be Continue to be spontaneous even when you become an adult. Uh, keep up on hobbies that you enjoy or try a new hobby, which... I think that's, some people lose sight of that, but if you can learn that at a young age, that you should never stop doing those things. <laughs> I do. Um, the other things I would tell people, maybe not so much myself, but just look at multiple career choices and don't feel like you have to be married to this one thing, even if that's what you think you want to do as a youngster or even in college when you are picking um, a career path because that's going to change and shift and evolve and I don't have an answer for this but I know a lot of people will pick a major in college I'm like well this is what I'm going to do it's really hard to know what you're going to do at 22 years old and ask you you know what do you think that'll be like when you're 52 it's just going to change a lot so just ask people questions um, investigate all the options out there. Talk to people who are in the career field you want to go into and, and ask them to kick you the real and not some surface level bullshit. Like ask an entrepreneur what it's really like. Like ask the construction worker, ask the banker, ask the attorney, ask the doctor. And we, I hear, and I, I use doctor because we hear it from our medical friends here. I think what they thought it was and what it is is two different things. There's yeah. a business of it. There's a practice of it. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on where maybe you didn't hear that early on. And if you did, it it might have helped you make a different choice. Um, the other thing, just don't, life is not just about working, even if it's what you love to do for a living. That's been something, though, that you have struggled with. Well, it's hard because you... But, but it's hard because you started your own business. And yeah. You had to put in the time, so much time, so many hours, blood, sweat, and tears to build what you've built, what we've built together. But it's different than me just having a career working for someone else and having so much more free time. And so we constantly had to learn and navigate that in our relationship. Yeah. If Again, if you want to be, I don't know, I'm not that naturally talented so I have to die to be this person and that's what it takes for me but it's not the only thing I am and it's not all I ever do and right. there's things I do that have nothing to do with this business there's not a lot of things but there's some things I do that you have to have escapism you have to have enjoyment you have to find a balance somewhere for you but your life is not just work and mine maybe and this is me saying it a guy who's name is on the t-shirts. My name is on the building. It's everything we do. And I'm telling you that. And if you, and this is not a knock on anybody in corporate America. If you work for another company, that's not your company, dude. It's not your life. You can care about your craft and doing a good job and you can be part of the team and the community and that stuff's all cool. But if you drop dead tomorrow, they don't give a They're shit. They're just going to have to replace you. So. It's the truth. <laughs> and it's no fault of their own. That's how the machine mm -hmm. runs and that's how it's built. But if you're giving your life away to them, not seeing your kids, you're not exercising, you're not eating right, you're giving your all and everything to them, you're giving them a 10 and you're giving your, your family and your personal health and your life a one, 
You got to reevaluate. I think you're going to look back on your life and realize you made a huge mistake because what is it worth to make a couple extra thousand dollars if you're unhealthy and completely miserable? And you, that's such a huge lesson. And I think that's something that needs to be ingrained in so many young people as they enter the workforce. Yeah. Money matters, dude. Mm -hmm. And your career matters. I get that, but it's not, it's not the only thing. It really isn't. And that's me saying that to everybody listening. I think we've touched on the other ones. Um, last, the last one, just spend time with family as much as you can because life is too short. I agree with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, the older I get, the more you realize that when you see your parents get older or people, because people pass away, they die, they're not there. And it's just like, you only have, you don't, it's not forever. It's finite, dude. It's not, you don't have eternal time with everybody. So, and again, even if you can't do it as frequently as you want, just be present when you're there. And appreciate the moments when you are with them. Absolutely. Do you want to do any of these questions? Maybe just, maybe just number one and number, number four. Is that cool? Yeah. I mean, I can talk about being an alcoholic and an idiot, but I don't think that I can do it it in a different podcast. (laughs) Someone asked, let's hear more about Jeremy's transition from being a partier binge drinker to fitness guru (laughs) well it didn't happen overnight kids i'll do it we'll do a different episode that's fine distancing yourself from those who you love but aren't good for you i guess you know learn how to set boundaries and um, protect your time and energy with those people that are draining and that you need to distance yourself from and you need to understand that like it's it's going to help you be healthier by doing that so don't feel bad if you have to put those boundaries in place I don't think we have any people that aren't good for us Mm -hmm. in our life and I mean that in the context of me specifically I'm assuming Heather feels the same there's nobody who's going to influence my life in a negative way no one in my close circle or my bigger circle, or a random person and on the internet. If you were causing any drama in my life or things like that, I will cut you out because I'm like, life is too short and I'm not going to let this affect me. And we're too old for it. Mm-hmm. There is people that we are friends with and close to, and maybe we have different ideologies on things. Mm-hmm. And But that's fine, though. I Or I, there's people that you just can spend small doses with and others that you want to spend more time with. Yeah, well, for sure. And there's just, it's just different context. Like you have different friends that are, they're better for different things. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to be, hey, we're having a rager of a party. Jeremy, do you want to come over? I'm not the dude to invite. Like <laughs> You I'm, are? A, no. <laughs> a, I'm not going to come. But two, it's just not who I am. It's not, you know, and you do have the friends who like they are energized by that stuff. Right. I'm worn down by it. But there's no one in our life who we love and care about that's not good for us. They might have different beliefs and values and they can have those. I'm not trying to change their mind. They're not trying to change ours. We just don't need to get into these debates about what's right or what's wrong because there is no right and wrong. It's what works for my life works for me, what works for them. But if you do have toxic people in your life, I don't see why you keep them around. And I'm I'm sorry if it's like a family member. I don't have any family members that what influenced me? I have some that maybe I don't talk to as often or I don't see as much, but they don't dictate anything in my life. And I hope that'd be the same for all of you guys. 
Last how, one. How do you handle societal pressures individually and as a couple? What does that even mean? I guess I would take it as um, the pressure. The keeping up with the Joneses bullshit? Yeah, and then for me being a 35-year-old female, the pressure of getting pregnant is how I see it. Um, and I've I've had it, I've struggled with it, um, but... Is that society pressure or just like crazy parents? I think it's, no, it's... Both. I get questions. I get asked a lot now. <laughs> from, and the, from the internet? No, I'm talking about like family or friends I mean. or coworkers. But uh, yeah, I just, you just have to keep focusing on what currently makes you happy, what's important to you, and try not to let that pressure change your own beliefs and thoughts and mindset <laughs> it's hard <laughs> yeah i don't feel it so you're really good about it i but. don't give a shit mm-hmm. like what someone else wants me to do has nothing to do with what i'm gonna do or i should do this works always though for anybody listening all the things we're saying are just things that we would tell our younger selves and things that have enriched and made our life great i'm not telling you to go travel the world if you have no interest in traveling the world yeah don't do it if you're a person who loves your circle, you love to be at home, you hate getting on an airplane, don't do that. You do you. <laughs> but if you're a person who has been doing that and you're miserable and you want to see other things and you're very curious and you want to experience a different way of life and culture and see things, then I would urge you to do that. You shouldn't have pressure from us or your parents or your friends or anybody. You need to really step back and audit your life and say, you know what? I don't love going out drinking every weekend. Or maybe you don't love, you know, exercising seven days a week. Whatever your thing is, you have to figure it out for yourself. And I think a lot of people, you're not, and again, you're not your thoughts. You're not your ideas. You can evolve, you can change, you can grow, you can learn. And what you love to do today might be different five years from now. And I know that sounds odd for people to hear, but if you think about it, it's always been that way. The things I did at 22 are not the same things I do today. The things I valued even five years ago have shifted from today. And that's why I'm I'm not a fan of letting anybody infiltrate your brain or your mind or your heart to convince you to do things that are outside of of what's really going to make you happy. And like I said before, happiness is the game, you guys. That's the only thing you should chase. It really is. And if you can figure that out for yourself, I think you're going to be okay. Um, But I know a lot of people just fall into careers. They fall into marriages. They fall into... They get wrapped up in what everyone else is doing. And and then they lose themselves along the way. And here's my thing. Everybody doesn't have to be shredded. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't have to make a million dollars a year. Everybody doesn't have to be married. Everybody doesn't have to have kids. Everybody doesn't have to travel the world. You can do all of those things or none of those things or pick the ones that work for you. And that's the beauty of it. It's your life and you're in control of it. You just have to be able to tune out the other bullshit that's scrambling the frequency that's probably pretty clear in your own brain. And a lot of people, and with the internet, it's made it even worse. That's why I just say unplug, step back, and don't let anybody pressure you into doing anything that you do not want to do. Agreed. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> anything else? That's it. Um, so apparently we're going to put all these links in the show notes <laughs> to Athletic Greens, to Beam, 
to Joey's hot sauce and to uh, J-Lab's collagen and all the protein powders. We take their curl oil too and the turmeric. Uh, I'll throw that in the show notes so you guys can get hooked up. If you want the free sample packs of greens or the beam, hit me up. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway um, of Athletic Greens here probably in the next week or two. Uh, like the full package, which is like 150 bucks worth of stuff, which is pretty sick. We'll ship it to you and some other things. we got a bunch of cool stuff coming down the pipe. I have James Patrick coming on the podcast on next Friday. Heather and I have worked with James on a bunch of stuff for a long time. That should be fun. Maybe Heather will come back next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> she sounded super excited about that. Um, if you have questions for myself or her or us, shoot them over. We're happy to get to them. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts on your phone, stop. Scroll down on the app itself. Drop it a five-star. Leave a couple messages. We love hearing it. And uh, if you think this could help anybody, share it with a friend, family member. Uh, selfishly, it helps us, but it does go a long way. Um just pouring into other people who maybe need to hear something from somebody who's outside their immediate circle. Thank you, Heather, as always. Yeah, thank you, guys. You guys have a great Sunday or whenever you're listening to this. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.